to the party wagon and hold on to your pizza. Welcome to Epic Tales from the Sewers, uh, hopefully your favorite place to catch uh, news and, uh, you know, interviews and comic readings all for Ninja Turtles. I am your most excellent host, Justin, with my most excellent co-host on this side, Mr. Eric Will. Oh, hi. Hi, Justin. How are you? I'm, I'm great, man. Uh, we got some great <laughs> guests today. So um, I want to just uh, welcome everybody to the uh, the live stream. In case you haven't seen us before, this is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show, not to freak you out. So um, our guests joining us today are a couple of artists that you may have seen collaborate on a recent variant cover for TMNT number 147. Joining us for the first time on the show, he's a writer, artist, and colorist who has worked on Dynamite Comics, Pathfinder, Wake the Dead, Josie and the Pussycats, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Jungle Drama from Keen Spot Comics, as well as his creator-owned series, Rebel Girls, or maybe it's Girls, uh, Mr. Danny Harrell. Hey. Much How ado. So, <laughs> thanks for joining us, uh, Danny, yeah. and um, we're, we're happy to have you, and thanks for being here in the first time. So Yeah, awesome. It's going to be fun. Next up, making his third appearance on the podcast, uh, he is the artist who holds the record for the most times mentioned on this show, the talented Viking <laughs> warrior from the North who has brought us the art from the book Dodge and so many cover memorable covers from The Last Ronin. He is the former Granite State Sketch-Off champion and the current number one contender for said honor, Mr. Mike Ruth. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. That's quite the intro. <laughs> That's it. That's all we had time for today. So <laughs> thanks, everybody, for joining us on Epic Tales from Cheers. the Sewers. We have Danny Harrell and uh, Mike Ruth with Eric Will and myself, and we're going to be talking about some uh, some turtle stuff. So so uh, it's yeah. uh, it's been a little while from uh, Granite State. Mike, uh, what, have you, what have you been working on? Um, actually, yeah, it's just been a kind of a crazy whirlwind since uh, Granite State. I've been working on uh, Dodge art fulfillment. I've been uh, working on, uh, you know, just, just kind of tidying up the Kickstarter and that kind of stuff and uh, getting all those surveys out. And it's just all that stuff, all those invisible hours that add up. Um, and I've been working on a couple of different projects. Um, and uh, yeah, Danny and I have had a couple of ideas about some properties we wanted to tackle. Obviously, um you know, the last couple of years, uh, Danny's been coloring my some of my stuff. Um, he's been he's been does the most amazing clean flats on my work. It's been so, it's been it speeds up my process so much faster, so I can spend so much more time drawing, or it means that I can spend more time rendering the actual artwork because I know when I send it to Danny, it's in good hands. That's Even awesome. if he's just doing the flats for me, I get that stuff back and I can render it with my own my own weird ways of doing things. But uh, but you know. I've seen Danny's skill set just rise this last couple of years doing all these different things and projects. Did a beautiful job coloring pages of Dodge that you'll get to see. Um, and, uh, you know, he did cover, he did the wraparound cover for last year's Dodge comic, Dodge issue three. Yeah. And, um, he colored the, yeah, the, the Pathfinder wake the dead cover. And it was just like that job would have taken me two days to flat and, Danny sent it to me in about, I think, six hours, and it was done. Oh, and wow. And it was clean, and it was Gosh. beautiful. Probably did it in three hours. I don't know. but <laughs> Did he use your trademark uh, cadmium yellow? <laughs> no, no, it didn't have the cadmium yellow. I think I did end up painting that in the background, though, eventually. That's my secret weapon for sure. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's been a great collaboration. We've had a lot of fun. And, yeah, the 
I was at an event here in Canada, uh, just not, about an hour from here in a town called Newmarket at an amazing, uh, amazing comic shop and uh, grill, like bar and grill called uh, Wayside Comics and Cocktails. And they had just, they're having an awesome event every Saturday. But yeah, I got a chance to debut our, our cover. Yeah. And, uh, and I got a pretty good response, man. I, I had a, I had a really solid day. Oh, you already got yours. Nice. Oh, yeah. With the yeah, we're all, we all got one. So, Look at uh, that. Danny? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Danny probably has a few hanging around his house, too. So. <laughs> yeah, Danny, this, one's, this one's for you at Granite to do. Nice. Oh, yeah. All right. It's fantastic. Uh, such a great cover. And, I mean, a Donatello-centric uh, cover for um, probably a Donatello-centric story. I haven't read it yet because I'm not going to open that one. <laughs> but, uh, man, I, th this must have really set those Donatello fans afire, you know? Finally, yeah, I mean, as they I, say. I hoped it would. I hoped it would. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a, a Donny guy, really. But uh, it was funny. Well, you, I was in that panel with you guys, and we, we asked the crowd, "Who's your favorite turtle?" And overwhelmingly, it was Donatello. So I thought, "Isn't that weird?" Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. crazy. It was really not expected. I was expecting. I was really expecting a heavy Raphael. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're you're in a you're at a Comic Con, so most people kind of relate to our their favorite turtles when they kind of relate to and you're in a group of nerds so that's true you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very fair you know and yeah. um yeah I, I totally totally can understand um those those sentiments i i just know as soon as i saw it i shared it in a donatello group that i've been in and they're like oh my god this is great where do i get it because oh, there there is always that feeling like oh there's never enough of my favorite except for yeah. Raph. like Raph is always out there yeah so you know that's that's definitely true, but I I yeah. man, well, the, it was it was crazy when I saw the current run of the comics. The the current run of the comics has really given Donatello a a cool story arc. Like he's kind of front and center in the this most recent comic series, and it, it it's really good. I agree. I'm, uh, I like I'm excited it. to see what they're gonna do to kind of finish it off at 150. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll uh, we'll come back to that piece, but um I um I did want to ask um. As as kind of a writer, Danny, you know, um, when when it comes to like Ninja Turtles and stuff, do you think that uh, maybe Donatello is a little bit easier to write for, and maybe Raph is easy to write for? Because um, I I've always thought that Mikey and Leo were the two toughest to write. What's your take on this? Hmm, I don't know. I would think. I mean, for me, I think Raph would be easiest because that's the one that I've always that's always kind of been my favorite, and uh, just because he's just kind of a smart ass and so am i so you know that <laughs> but uh i don't know i think leonardo would be the hardest to write for i think michelangelo would be i think he would be a lot more fun at least for me i think raf and mikey would be easier to write than uh than donnie and leo but because donnie you almost feel like you have to have you know a lot it's like more, an exposition dumper yeah. you know yeah you kind of have to have a lot more more detail and like scientific detail to make him seem like himself. If that makes any sense. It reminds me of like what they used to do with um, like, Oh, there's this big science thing and we explain the science thing. And it's, it's just like words that we make up and throw out there. You can almost like insert that techno babble or whatever with uh, Donatello. And it's like, okay. And, and technically in the IDW series, he's the one that always comes up with the plans. So, you know, yeah. Leo's just like, all right, guys, you go over there and we'll do Donatello's plan. So it's kind of like that. So, 
Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and I wonder if there's statistics out there that shows how much they they talked each, because I'm sure Michelangelo would come in the least. So, just interesting. I don't know. I hadn't thought about that till you guys said yeah. something. So, <laughs> I guess that's that's. I don't know. Uh, I think it was kind of the IDW series was kind of Michelangelo heavy during the Mutanimals storyline. So mm -hmm. he uh, he was kind of around a lot more in that that run than. Uh, the other turtles, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I'm sure that someone on the internet has put together a word count for every issue or something. It's the internet. Somebody yeah, probably something yeah. all the time. Yeah. I bet, I bet we know them too. You know, it's like, yeah. it'd be no surprise to be like, Oh, if John did that. Yeah. That doesn't shock me. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty crazy. So um, we, we were talking about Granite state and, and all of that with, um, with uh, Mike, um, Danny, can you talk to us a little bit about um, kind of what you've been up to, what you're working on? Because I definitely want to dive into your new project, but maybe maybe you could tell us just kind of like uh, your history with uh, comics, how you got started, and and just give us your your origin story. Yeah, I I, I think I, I started out just kind of drawing for fun around the house, and you know I I went to school for photography, so I was in the uh, or photography and journalism, but I was in the art department for a while. And uh, so did a, a little bit of uh, graphic design and uh, you know, digital media, but not a lot. Uh, and probably in the last three years, I would say, I just started focusing more on, uh, I wanted to learn to do more with digital art because it seemed like that's what everything was going to. And I, just kind of fell in love with the coloring process and uh, kind of got fixated on that and wanted to learn more about coloring than uh, anything else. But um, then I, I started thinking like, I, I need to get something out into the world to uh, help to drum up some other jobs. And so that's when I, I started writing rebel girls and uh, put that script together and, uh, Originally, what started out as uh, the first script that I wrote was just an idea that Mike and I had had of uh, just kind of a, you know, fan fiction type thing to try and pitch to get a series, to get an issue of a series of a comic that we both liked. And uh, so that was kind of my introduction into writing the comic, writing in the format of a comic script. And, uh, but then I, decided I needed to get something out to try and get some work. So I wrote the first issue of rebel girls and started pitching it around and, uh, started working with Robert Ahmad. Um, he's a, uh, an artist from, uh, in the UK. And, uh, we started working on that series. And from that point on, it's just, just kind of been a steady flow of things coming in that I've had the, the chance to work on. And, uh, rebel girls is I'm almost finished with the first, story arc so it'll go to graphic novel before long we're working oh, on cool. issue four right now and so that we can get the collected edition out there and that's been the goal for that series was to tell a complete story and i knew i wanted to do it in four issues and uh so we're we're halfway through the fourth issue now and uh after that it'll come out the fourth issue will be released and then we'll start looking at uh doing a, a trade paperback or a hardcover that may it may go to Kickstarter for the graphic novel. I haven't decided 
yet, but uh, we may do that to help with some of the the cost of producing a graphic novel. Yeah, I can but, imagine. Um, it's cost yeah. of paper and binding and, and uh, printers and all that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Right now, uh, Keenspot they they handle all of that, so haven't had to get into actually printing and shipping the books. They take care of all that through uh, Diamond, and uh, and it's done it's done pretty well. The series has, and um, I did Jungle Drama with uh, Troy Dungara and Eric Marshall. Um, I think they're working on a second issue of that right now. Jungle drama, folks. Uh, so, so jungle drama to me is uh, very reminiscent of a uh, Betty and Veronica story, but yeah, in the jungle kind of like that. Incredible fun. I I enjoyed the heck out of reading it. You included one with my uh, 147. Um, I loved it. I thought it was it was a lot of fun. I would definitely read that. Um, Rebel Girls. So it's it's interesting because if if you're into kind of punk culture, rock culture. Um, you know, kind of a, a sim, similar vibe of um, the the only thing I could think of to kind of like put it is is like it's Josie and the Pussycats with an edge, but really it's more like the um, uh, the Hex Girls from Scooby Doo, like kind of like a, a, a real sarcastic group of uh, of young women that have a band, and they're they appear to be. Um, uh, maybe I should let you tell it, but just just from from my uh, perspective, it's it's pretty cool. It's got like a really hardcore vibe to it that's uh, kept light with the dialogue. Um, what's what's kind of the concept, and and uh, maybe you could walk us through like like who would be the ideal fan for this book, besides me, obviously. Um, <laughs> it's me. Uh, the story. Is, it follows a group of girls who are they were cursed from birth to be able to resurrect the dead and conjure ghosts through their music whenever they play together. Uh, sort of a plan from Satan herself to, uh, to have them do this. And so they're being pursued by a record label executive or a, a demon that Satan has sent in the form of a record label executive to try and get them to sell their souls to the devil. And they want nothing of it because they don't want to sell out. Yeah. So yeah, I, I always tell people it's kind of a uh, Josie and the Pussycats and Sabrina, but with a lot of F bombs. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I, I counted like uh, a lot going through. I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Oh, she called him a chode. I'm like, "All right." It kind of sneaks up on you, and I'm like, "Oh, this is hilarious." And, and yeah. the idea that they are not at all phased by they're like, "Oh, who showed up at our show?" They're like, "Oh, one guy." Besides those two ghosts that are over there doing this, they're not phased whatsoever by the fact that yeah. they have ghosts and 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 uh, all that in the crowd of where they're playing. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to have the the ghost be kind of something that they were fixated on. Kind of just they've been seeing them all their lives, and so it's not a big thing to them, and you know could be to other people. In some of the later issues, there's more people like dying at shows because of the ghost and zombies and things. And um, yeah, but me and Robert, we have a we have a lot of fun making the book. Uh, yeah, I can, I can see that. The, mm-hmm. it, yeah, the, um, it's interesting too, because it's got like some psychological layers to it as well. And I, I would definitely recommend it. I've read issues one and two. I believe same. Eric, you, you did as well. So I'm yep. um, going through, I'm like, Oh wow. You're actually getting into 
like this could this could work on a superficial level like absolutely and you could just keep it light but then it's like hey there's some actual trauma going on here and this tells you about the characters and why they are the way they are a little bit mm-hmm. and i was like wow i was not expecting that yeah so it's uh it's, it's pretty cool like i, I really enjoyed it yeah, it, uh, it started out as just a way to try and tell some funny stories from the days that I spent playing music around the Southeast and just the odd people that we ran into and <laughs> odd stories that we had from shows. And uh, then it just turned into what it is. It kind of morphs from just being, you know, kind of a comedy series to tell a few stories that. I've been telling to friends for years about playing music in the South. And uh, then it turned into a little bit more than that. And I wanted to have kind of the, kind of the, uh, you know, going to the crossroads to sell your soul to the devil type thing. But yeah, but uh, issue four will hopefully wrap up some of the storyline and uh, it, opens opens things up to where if we get to keep doing the book then uh for a volume two i I have a few ideas for some one shots in between volume one and volume two but uh we'll see how that goes it's a it's a pricey book to produce even with doing a lot of the a lot of the work myself uh i do the writing and coloring and lettering on it and uh it's still it, it costs a lot to make a comic so uh yeah, we'll see how it how it goes whenever uh, whenever it goes to trade paperback, especially because that yeah. that kind of opens you up to a lot more vendors because you're you're opened up to some of the bigger box stores like Amazon and Target and Books a Million places like that. So oh, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, and you know all the material is produced by the time you get to the graphic novel. So yeah, you've already got all the pages done. So yeah, so it, yeah, lower overhead at that point because it's and the nice- all the work's done. The nice thing about having the graphic novel format too is that you know that that's an easy sell. That's an entire story, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, and you can sell it for a reasonable price. And uh, and you know, I think I think it's a beautiful thing. I mean, seeing this thing come together, I've had the great privilege of being able to sit quietly in the background cheering cheering this on while it was happening. And uh, and like Danny touched on earlier, like yeah, we had this other property that we wanted to pitch to or we had a project in mind for that we thought we'd even kickstarter it and if it was successful then maybe the the publisher in in my in question wouldn't have the option to turn us down uh if it went if it went well enough um but he ended up writing something that we we at some point realized we could actually change it so that if it could just be an original character and it would still work yeah and uh and danny slapped this story together so quickly but it's it was so complete even in its early rough stages, it was, it was just a really fully developed story. And I, and a, you know, for a guy who just sat down and said, well, I'm going to try to write the, cause we had this idea we were jamming out and he just went at it. And then, uh, and I was like, Holy shit, man, you wrote a whole comic book and it's really good. <laughs> so <laughs> it just kind of, it just kind of went from there, you know? And, uh, and uh, yeah, now we are actually going to take that thing and develop something else. So I don't know. Yeah. We're not in a position where we can, show or talk about anything yet and we don't want to spoil it because quite frankly it's 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 original and cool and yeah. while it would have worked very well for uh for the property that we had intentioned it for uh it's going to work even better for us i think yeah so we'll I have that coming out, point out uh, Mike is, oh sorry go go ahead danny yeah well we're going to work on that book together mike and i are and uh then we'll see where it goes but uh yeah it's going to be a lot of fun 
um, it's going to be, there's just a lot of uh, sequences in it that I can't wait to see what Mike does with them. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Lots of lots of cool visuals, and uh, you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the what's very often my favorite part of the project, which is uh, the character design and uh, oh, cool, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I love that, and we want to, you know, I got some ideas in my head, but it's one of those things where it's like. I see it, but I see it in that same way that when you're looking at a lump of clay, you can see what it might become. But I'm seeing it a little bit more clearer each day. I just haven't had the yeah. time to sit down and and get the wheels under me to do it, just because there's been a lot of a lot of stuff going on. But um, yeah, and we got yeah, you guys saw that teaser the other day. I mean, if you haven't guessed what it is, uh, <laughs> that's mm. okay. You, nothing, nothing, no judgment. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's going to be pretty cool though, and. Uh, Hopefully we're going to get to reveal that soon. Some other guys have already had a chance to reveal those. I'm yeah. not sure why, but <laughs> we were told explicitly, you know, there's going to be a nice, uh, a nice um, reveal from the publisher of all the different variant covers, and that we we'd be allowed to share a teaser if we wanted to. Um, I mm. think Danny, Danny selected a perfect crop mark to tease. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I did see that. I did. Uh, I did catch that. Uh, yeah, I just want to point is out it old yeller. Like, it, it's old yeller. Yeah, that's, just they cannot confirm nor deny. You know, yeah, because, because of the, the mouse. You know, it does have uh, does have the word "dick" in the title. It does. It know. does. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the it's in the title. So hmm. yeah, you know, that was yeah. what my first idea for a tease was just to crop the logo to where it just said "dick," <laughs> and that be our tease. But uh, then we decided to go a different route. <laughs> well, that's that's great. Uh, Mike, why don't you tell us uh, what you're drawing? Because I, I can see it, but um, for for the listeners, let them know. Oh yeah, I'm just um, I've got a copy of this uh, this sketchbook that I made, which some of you guys have. I think all of you guys have one. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. And this is the blue version of it, which is the convention the convention version, uh, which just had a little sketch window on the back. And uh, it is Savage Sword of Sunday today, so I thought I would. Uh, I'm on a Turtles podcast. It's not the appropriate place to draw Conan. But I'm gonna kind of meet it halfway somewhere. Uh, um, it it kind of looks like the main cover of uh, Conan the Barbarian, the uh, <laughs> the uh, the film. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> or Destroyer, maybe. Yeah, he's got the Destroyer headband on. But uh, oh yeah, yep. So, yeah, I I, uh, I just wanted to go back to 147 for a second because um, yeah, like I just want to say like Danny Danny colored this whole thing. The only the only. Uh, Elements that I really added to it were just some of the some of the things that I do for transparencies to get glass. Like there's different ways to do things like glass effects and see-through effects. But man, like we were working on this together, and and Danny, I was going to show you guys. This is actually a really cool little artifact which you guys might appreciate. Uh, all of the projects that I've worked on with Danny so far, and the stuff that I've worked on uh, for the Turtles Palladium game. Uh, uh, the, the role-playing game and stuff um, is all in this little thumb book, little sketches, little things. And um, I struggled and sent sketch after scrambled sketch to Danny. <laughs> all this scribbled nonsense. Trying to come up with a pose, trying to come up with a thing, because Danny had this great idea of Donatello, you know, using the bow and kind of like ripping these holes through the space-time, like, like throwing big, like opening portals and like having this kind of having these windows opening up on the, like showing different, different turtle stuff. And we just kind of kept playing along those ideas. And I just, 
got a little bit closer with this sketch, a little bit closer with this sketch, and then I was trying to work out the right pose, and the process was awesome anyway. It was really, really cool. So Yeah, look at that. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, when it came to colors, in very short time, Dan had this thing. Dan had this thing put together, and, and yeah, it was uh, – I couldn't believe how it came out. Uh, right, even right down to the rivets and uh, and Donatello's uh, hair shell. So. This right here, if you get a chance to, Justin, look down in here with his like where where the glasses and yeah. Donnie's foot right there. I don't know if you can see that, like how he, like that's freaking. Oh, just slightly see. Oh yeah, you can, yeah. Uh, you can slightly yeah, see his foot through, through the glass. So he's I've... he's uh, busting out of an hourglass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, there seemed to be some kind of time related elements yeah. to the story, right? So it just yeah. felt like. Uh, you know, um, yeah, the story is definitely about a lot of time travel right now in this this current run, and they've they've done a really good job with it. Like, there's there's been some ups and downs with the uh, IDW series recently, but this is definitely I, I think it's one of the best things that they've done, the best story that they've done since probably since 100. Uh, the first 100 inch issues of the IDW series is. I think some of the best turtle stories that's ever been told, like just the way that they did it. And I, I'm a huge fan. I've been buying them ever since the first issue of yeah. the IDW series came out and all of the tie-ins work perfectly. And it's been a really good series. And, and I've enjoyed the issues from, from one Oh one through where they're at now, but there's uh this series is probably my favorite in that 101 to so the post armageddon line. game um yeah the armagon i guess the road to 150 we call it yeah, yeah what, the... what i was just gonna say what a cool character armagon what, what, oh, yeah. what an awesome and you know i'll be honest with you as like an old old time uh turtles guy i actually didn't know who armagon was and then the weirdest thing happened last weekend i went to visit my family to go watch the royal rumble and uh and my brother had the old Super Nintendo set up, and he had uh, the tournament fighters, TMNT tournament fighters. And isn't Armagon a shark man in that game, like a Street Fighter-style game? I was like, this is crazy, because, uh, yeah, because he's a cool character. And he's, like, I've uh, got to draw that guy. Yes. <laughs> I've got to draw that guy eventually, so, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, they've but, done yeah. the design... The design oh, of him in this current story is is really cool too. Just where he's almost like he's just red energy with a bunch of turbines and tubes and wires and like oh yeah yeah it's really cool the way that they've done it and really monstrous and crazy looking. Yep. Yeah, like I I remembered him from watching some of the 2012 series where Ron Perlman voiced the character, and then he was just like a a space bounty hunter and always thought it was funny that he was a shark wearing a metal shark yeah exterior <laughs> shoot. he was like a shark in a shark and it was such a weird design but he could fly in space i think because yeah of that. it was but um if if anyone doesn't know um just what they're talking about like the 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 cool part of this uh whole arc is that there's a shark that exists because it was a megalodon from prehistory um, and Donatello opens a portal. The Megalodon attacks at that point, gets stuck in, in the portal and heads through, uh, some sort of time thing, mutates it, makes it into this huge monster. So essentially cre creating the creature that will, will become Armagon, who is going to bring about the end of the world 
all created by Donatello. And there's big problems because of this. So this is and this the, is a uh, big deal. And the know? shark is traveling through. It's jumping from one time stream to the next so that mm-hmm. it can collect all of this, like, space technology from the Knoll Corporation, the, yep. the Red Devil Lady. Like, mm. uh, yeah. And so they've kind of tied back into that. And uh, those were, were some kind of cool storylines with, with Knoll and the... I can't remember the snake, the the cobra that uh, works with her. I can't remember oh, yeah. her name. I, and, but, uh, uh, and the other one, the um, uh, the scorpion. I can't I can't remember them either. So, yeah. You know, so some of the listeners would know. I, I imagine. I, I just can't pull them up. But um, they were uh, mainly featured from the uh, the TMNT universe series. Yeah. You know, which kind of uh, focused on a lot of that and. Very, very cool stuff. And and I, I'm with you. I, I enjoy it. I love I love reading these books. And, and it's great, too, because you go to the store maybe about two months ago, and there'd be four Turtles books. Yeah. Saturday Morning Adventures, yeah. uh, Lost Years. You've got yeah IDW series and uh, Asagi Ojimbo and the Street tra- Street Fighter crossover. You're like, wow, this is the heyday, guys. You know, <laughs> it's yeah, it's awesome. definitely a good time to be a Turtles fan for sure. Yeah, I mean, the 40th anniversary is popping up here soon. I mean, yeah, so earlier, yeah. To, earlier today, I was filing away some, or putting some stuff in some boxes, uh, the newer TMNT series that I'd gotten out just kind of for some references for the cover that Mike and I are working on now. And I came across this in one of the boxes. Uh, it's a teenage mutant oh, hero mutant turtles. Hero. Oh, yeah, it's a, cool. yeah, it's a German uh, Ninja Turtles book. I, Hi, I don't know is where it Pile Hazard? Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I can't remember where I got this. I've had it for probably like twenty five years. But wow. Uh, yeah. It's from the UK. It looks like so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's from Germany. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. a German version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't know where I found that. I found it in a a box at some comic shop at some point. But uh, hmm. yeah. I found that one, and then I also found this. This is like one of my favorite covers. Was the oh, issue yeah. seventy of the Mirage series? Oh this man, is, uh, that's wicked. Yeah, this that, one is. Uh, that's actually think, pretty tough to find, I think. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that this one only had like fifteen hundred copies. It was the last book that Mirage ever printed. Oh shit! And uh, yeah, I I had this on my pull list because I, I really love the Tales of the TMNT series that Mirage did and uh, had it on my pull list. So I got it at cover price when it came out and just kind of forgot about it. But uh, yeah, I think they're fetching a good bit of money now because uh, I think there was only like either twelve or 1,500 copies. It was There was wow. no overprinting or anything because uh, Nickelodeon had our Paramount, I guess, had already bought the rights to the Turtles and they were just putting that issue out because uh, I think that one was um, Jim Lawson and Eric Talbot. I yeah. Think, I, I could tell by looking issue, at the cover, but I'm like, cause the tell like of TMNT <laughs> was, yeah, I think it was those two. And then uh, Dan, Dan Berger, Berger was uh, the editing. The, uh, stuff too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really liked that series. It was, it, it just had a lot of really interesting stories and there were, the same core group of artists, but it wasn't the same artist for every issue. And uh, yeah, I, that was, that's been, that was one of my favorite turtle series that, uh, that they had released, especially like 
from the Mirage days. And it was the last, I think they really had just kind of had everything dialed in on that series. And, uh, but you, you anyway. seem to be pretty, pretty knowledgeable in uh, TMNT lore there, Danny. Uh, what got you into Turtles in the first place? Like, what's your, uh, how did you get in? Was it the toys, the comics? It was the originally the the first turtle stuff that I seen was the uh, the Fred Wolf cartoon the the late eighties cartoon and then from that point uh, the first comic that I ever bought was a copy of uh, uh, Ninja Turtles number three mm-hmm. and uh, you know I didn't get it whenever it came out I got it at a flea market and uh, just read the thing so many times that it was just falling apart and. Uh, that was kind of the spark that got me into it, but I've been buying, like, I can't remember a time when I wasn't getting turtles comic books. I've just been into them for years. I've got, I think two long boxes and like two or three short boxes that are nothing but turtles books. And uh, yeah, I just, I've been buying them for ever and reading them. Just always kind of enjoyed it. The, a lot of first, I guess, for me, like the first comic that I ever bought, the first movie that I ever went to the theater to see was the, oh, wow. the first Ninja Turtles movie. Damn. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so. You're steeped yeah, in it then, aren't you? Yeah, I've just been into it. That was my thing whenever I was a kid and just kind of hyper-focused on that one thing. Ninja Turtles and Batman. And uh <laughs> I mean, I mean, I like, I like turtles too. Yeah. Just a little bit. You may, um, you may actually have some pretty, in, uh, pretty good insight for us then on this. So, so being a, uh, a colorist for it, is there, and, and I asked this question to, um, Steve Levine. So I'm, I'm curious, is there a specific tone or color, uh, for the turtles that, uh, you go to? Or do you pull from other places? Do you have your own influences on it? What's what's your take on the uh, coloration of the turtles themselves? I always, like, my go-to is I always want to color them the way that the first series of toys were colored. The and, Playmates uh, ones, okay. Yeah, I, I just always like the, the colors that they did where they gave them slight variations. But, um, like, for the 147 cover, I just kind of went with uh, what had been in the the comics recently, the shades and they're all similar, but uh, they don't have like a little a darker yep. set. Well, yeah, and these guys are actually set back in the shadows a little bit too, right? Like Donnie's stepping forward, so the other turtles yeah. kind of knocked back. Uh, we actually deliberately knocked them back in tone a little bit, but yeah, the colors are actually different. Like, um, if you it's hard to tell on the camera. Yeah, I noticed that because uh, there's kind of like that deeper green for Michelangelo, and mm-hmm. there's there's a difference between uh, Raph and Leo and Donnie, and I, I like that always too. Donnie's always yeah. that kind of muddy, like darker, like brownish green. Yeah, color. yeah, yeah. Uh, like that kind of I yeah, love that yeah. Like Michelangelo always has like a kind of toxic looking, like really saturated looking green. It's like yeah, a blue green color. But, uh, yeah, and then I guess Raph is probably the closest thing to being like just a green color. Like we got two thousand three. Yeah, two thousand three. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, I've got some of the two thousand and three and two thousand and twelve figures. I'm giving them to my kids to play with now. Oh yeah. But, uh, 
I've got in the attic, I've got the big, the, uh, the either 12 or 14 inch that they did the re-release of in 2003. Uh, I've got those in the attic. I need to get those out, put them on a shelf or something, but. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> is that the one yeah. that I sent you? Yep. They all live here by the desk. Oh, I got some weird ones too, man. I'm always tempted every time we go to Target. They've got uh, the black and white uh, Usagi, the NECA figure. And I'm always tempted oh. to get that, but it's like $45. And Yeah, it's a nice figure, though. I know which one you yeah. need. I've seen that one. Yeah. I, I wanted to get the black and the black and red uh, Last Ronin variant figure. I thought that yeah, one. I've got that one. Have you? Yeah, that one's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I picked that one up. The I've got that one, and I've got the the armored version of the regular last runner figure i don't have the unarmored one but uh i kind of want to get the raphael and the karah but oh, let me the the raphael one. The, uh, so this is this is my newest one i'll show you guys the raphael is right here oh yeah this oh, is oh, nice. i was i was posting about this it's so it's all ben bishop design um it's incredibly detailed the face i don't know if you could see the face mm -hmm. on there um, the the hands, the feet, everything like the wraps for the legs. The this is one of the best. Longer. Yeah, the the size are great. Um, actually, kind of looks like the size that you draw, Mike. So, but uh, you yeah, know, because they're they're long. Well, Neca yeah. makes Neca makes just fantastic oh, figures. So I've good. gotten uh, my eight year old a few years ago. He was uh, really into Gremlins, and for Christmas, that's all he wanted was Gremlin stuff. And the only thing I could find was the Neca figures, and I got him some of those and they're so just incredibly detailed down to every last little small detail like they're they're really nice figures and i've gotten one of their alien figures as well but uh always want to get the uh the super seven ultimates whenever they oh you should do yeah. those but uh yeah i every time that they have a turtles or a conan i always yeah. think about it but <laughs> i but I have so much Super Seven stuff. I, I buy the Super Seven reaction figures. I, oh yeah, that's that's my when it comes to toy collecting. That's what I I end up going after is the the three three inch or three point seven five inch Super yeah. Seven. The and they're actually doing. Uh, they've got Conan figures coming out soon. So oh my god, gonna, yeah, gonna have to get those and. Uh, <laughs> But I pretty much I there's some of the music figures that I get, and then uh, whenever they have something like Kodan or anything that they do with Phantom Star Killer, I'll I'll buy one of those or uh, any of like the, the Healy made one. stuff. Yeah, yeah, the Cliff Burton's cool. Oh, um, that's cool. I've been buying. They've they've got some really cool Motorhead figures. Like uh, they've got Lemmy, and then they've got uh, some of the cover art that they've turned into uh, into figures and like the engine. They, yeah, I've yeah. got this one here, man. A fan brought me this in Toronto. Uh, blew my mind. Yeah, I got this one, man. Yeah, those are awesome. The War Pig, man. I love it. Mm. It's so great. <laughs> I would literally wear that. Would be my helmet if I was a like a pro wrestler. I'd be wearing that. <laughs> That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, I buy any time that they they've been like slowly releasing all the members of the Wu Tang Clan. So I've been buying mm. those figures as they come out. <laughs> And uh, yeah, they've uh, they've only done three so far, but they've done a few different versions of ODB, and then uh, a couple of different versions of uh, RZA's 
character his is like bobby digital and then uh they did Ghostface killer yeah, recently and uh but yeah those those three seven five figures are they're just a lot of fun to to collect and I've, I've got some of the turtle stuff that they've done with those but by the time i started collecting them there was so much of the turtle stuff out there i was like yeah i'll never be able to afford to catch up but uh <laughs> yeah there's there's actually there's too much so i have a godzilla oh yeah yeah the remake of those uh yeah, the yeah Super I'll buy... stuff is awesome I, i'm a big fan i had the full-size yeah. godzilla like that one really i think i still they have it somewhere actually uh they... somewhere around here it's missing its fist though the fist used to shoot out <laughs> yeah, yeah they did a uh they did a super seven did a remake of that one with their super seven ultimates after they did the the three seven five figure and it had the fist that would shoot off and <laughs> it, it, it was really amazing. cool that's amazing <laughs> i keep hoping that super seven will will make some red sonia figures but they oh. they haven't yet but there's a couple of sonia figures out now that i would like to get but it's hard to drop like a hundred bucks on i one saw that the, the dynamite yeah. one that just came out yeah like that big old axe that thing was crazy. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I wish I had. Yeah, I could see that, that. Uh, April O'Neil as uh, Red Sonia. You know? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> right. I, somebody actually made one. Like, uh, where did I see? I think I saw it on Facebook on one of the turtle groups that somebody had been sculpting a barbarian April, and it just looked like April is Red Sonia. Yeah. yeah it um. Is it in party? Actually, hang on. Let me go check on IDW because I know the guy posted in IDW, and oh, it was yeah. like a mystique type thing. You guys seen the uh, the Masters of the Universe turtle stuff? Uh, we have, yes, yeah, absolutely. They had the uh, the one that was uh, it was a mouser crossed with one of the horde figures. They oh, had with one of those charges yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Oh damn! Yeah, that's wow. a red sun action figure. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Nice. That's it. It's. Damn. You know, just as many books out there as action figures now. And we uh, two episodes ago, we we were talking with um, uh, Gary Dolan um, from the Party Wagon and uh, from Bull Airs, and uh, we we were talking with some other guests, and they had um, talked about everybody talks about their favorite um, action figure, and I mean, so many of them, it's like NECA and Super Seven, and most of us went with our favorite of the year was a super seven figure. I think they, they picked um, the super seven uh, space age raft, which was a remake of that action. Yeah. Figure. And I, and I picked the uh, sewer surf, surf and Mikey, which I think is one of the coolest figures and I'm not a Mikey guy, but that is like one of the best figures I think ever. Yeah. I, I really wanted that, uh, that party wagon that super seven did Ooh, yeah. the one that was like $600. But, uh, Man, it, it looks so awesome in person, like or in the videos whenever they were showing it, like it it was so detailed. But uh yeah, anything with uh the the turtle van or bus, like I that I think I always say that the issue three of Ninja Turtles was kind of the spark that got me into TMNT, but I think it was also the spark that got me into VW buses. So, <laughs> nice. yeah. yeah, it's another. I have uh, I have three, but uh, oh gosh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. One of them is a future project, but one of them is uh, it's got a patinaed exterior, but it's a, basically a brand new car up under the bottom, and then another has been a project that's 
going to be my retirement project. I've got almost all the metal work finished on it, but it's going to be my, it's a, a palm green, sand green bus. So I want to, I want to take a few different things and have different turtles artists like do sketches on like maybe the sun visors or the fresh air box that's above the cab. There's a piece of just flat metal that can be taken off and I think it would be cool to get some stuff like that. Just can, can you share little, with us who you would ask for this project? Just anybody that I could uh, like, it would be cool to to take something like that to granite and just get a bunch of people to oh, yeah. sign it. Who would but, want uh, to be a part of that too? You know, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That screams Steve but, Levine to me, by the way. So, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like he'd be like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> but uh, yeah, once I get uh, I, some of the stuff with like the the pieces of metal and everything, I want to wait until the bus is finished and painted before I do anything like that. But uh, you know, there there are some little things that uh, could be, I guess shipped up there i wouldn't be able to bring them on a plane with me because they're <laughs> like what are you doing with a a sun visor from a bus with a metal rod in it well you guys all saw uh, you, uh dungeon rob's uh gigantic patient gigantic check uh yes yep. yeah, yeah. With all the sketches on it. it's a pretty cool thing to see it all rolled out and uh mm-hmm. that yeah yeah, I yeah, think I'm, this this would be great to see something like that and, and to get that it. That sounds um, awesome. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. That sounds super cool. That's been the yeah. plan. I've been, I've been working on my remarks too, by the way, at work. <laughs> oh, is that that's what you're doing here? <laughs> well, I see like at work, like we like had to put like our, our name on our drink and stuff so that way they don't throw it away. So usually I have like my little um my little uh, container that has just turtles on it. And then sometimes I'll get like water and then I'll just put like a turtle head you know turtle head on it and everybody knows that's mine because okay obviously i love turtles <laughs> so you know everybody knows that, that it's mine so i've been working it's on sewer my turtle head remark game you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah that I always have random sheets of paper at work anytime i want a conference call or anything like i can't focus if i'm just sitting there and listening Mm-hmm. And talking so i'm just kind of it's almost like nervous energy just sketching on post-it notes and backs of Something. paper and yeah pretty much every time we get off of a, a conference call there'll be somebody in the office like what were you drawing this time like <laughs> rebel girls <laughs> i drew conan sorry <laughs> Grand. That's, yeah, that's, that's awesome that's crazy. so so um going back so you're obviously a really big godzilla fan and you're obviously a really big godzilla fan when's the pitch to idw where you guys can do a turtles godzilla crossover <laughs> that would be fun yeah i'm going to throw how about a conan and turtles well, they, yeah. yeah you know yeah i mean yeah Leo. a barbarian a barbarian turtles take awesome. to be fun yeah. yeah trapped in time or something like that i'm really curious to see what's going to happen with the new um, you know the new, <coughs> sorry, the new relaunch and stuff. I'm, uh, I'm curious. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's and, exciting. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that uh, our 147 cover it had uh, something to do with this relaunch because we put a shard of glass in the shape of Alabama, and the next thing you know, they're hiring Jason Aaron. So. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> All of the turtles that? have been scalped. So, <laughs> did you guys notice that on the 147 in the bottom left corner? 
I remember that you mentioned something about it. That standout. Oh, look at that! Yeah. Of yeah. Alabama, so. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> any closer, it could have it could have bit me. I wanted to give him a little spot to sign his name, and then there's a corresponding spot on the right for me to sign my name, and then we each had a window to drew a little a, a little remark in uh, as well. So uh, yeah, they've been fun, man. They've been fun. <laughs> oh, that's. I great. can't wait to sit and draw some at Granite, you know, and uh, yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm excited about uh, Granite. I've I've never been to that con, so it's um, gonna be. Are you sitting with us or are you sitting with Mike? That's the question. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting wherever they set my table up. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we we yeah. will be there. We're registered. We got the hotel room, everything. So we're we're gonna be yeah, there. Man. Hey, I want to tell you, man. Yeah. Like me and him, we went up there. We had we had a blast. It was. It was a definitely a different experience. You know, I'm so used to being on the other side, just going to a con for a few hours and just being there, but being a part of it and sitting down and, you know, breaking bread with Mike Ruth. Like, we've had Mike Ruth. I have did streams with, with Ruth. And obviously, you know, when things are getting sketchy, obviously, yep. here, you know, we, yeah, we've, yeah. We've, we've done all that. We've, But actually to sit down and, like, you know, have, have dinner with these people and having breakfast with them and all that stuff, I mean, it's it's yeah man it's 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 different because you know i mean we get to know them but we get to know them you know in person a little bit more yeah you know so you know yeah that was that was pretty awesome man oh yeah i i won't forget that that was uh that no was no i mean that 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 will always for be like you know like one of those big memories you know being just being a part of of, of being a con you know up there especially with I mean, we got to sit down next to Steve Levine and you know and his wife and stuff and yep. and you know and talk That's to them awesome. and Freddie Williams. I mean, yeah, like we saw Anson Williams and uh, <laughs> Ralph Melf over in the corner having dinner. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> like it's a real happy days sort of experience. <laughs> <It's awesome. laughs> true. You know, it's it, you know, like I said, it's to me, it, it was a completely different feeling just being you know because I'm so used to like well. You know, this year is going to be different. You know, Kevin Easton is going to be there. Tom Waltz is going to be there. The brothers are going to be there. You know, of course, you know, hanging out with Ben, you know, like I met Ben down in Lexington. So I was on the other side. And then, you know, I got we got to hang out with Ben while we were at Granite, you know, quite a few times, you know, like outside of the con. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it was like kind of a like different experience and like picking his brain and you know just sitting down just talking to him having a good time you know like with everybody we so, learned I mean, the history of chicken tenders you know yeah. <laughs> uh, it apparently originated up in the bar right near uh, granite state i did not know this so mm -hmm. yeah the more you know yeah the more you know everybody so yeah i think it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome um so you guys are working together on some ideas. Um, are we allowed to maybe ask you, do you have anything else coming up uh, for Ninja Turtles work that we could be looking out for? Yes. Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> uh, I, I think, I, I don't know. I mean. Almost as if he knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're allowed to say, like, we, we yeah. really wanted to make sure we got to put another, if we could, another stamp down on this series. When we found out the 150 would, in fact, be the final issue, we, um through through a lucky set of circumstances, we were able to uh, similar to the 140. We, we were able to to make that happen, uh, partnering with uh, with a friend of ours and uh, and just um, yeah, I think 
I think it's going to be pretty cool. We're doing something a little bit different, and um, it's a lot of characters. Uh, it's a lot of activity. It's a lot of uh, a lot of teeth to draw. And uh, <laughs> without spoiling too much, yeah, it's going to be a pretty cool piece. And uh, I'm making it actually in the kind of it's right underneath this board. Uh, so, uh, it's right underneath. I'll, I'll be hopping on that when we're uh, when we're when we're finished here. But uh, it's it's due pretty soon. And um, I want to I want to make sure Danny's got lots of time to, you know, to, to he's really fast and good anyway. But uh, I just want to make sure he's got lots of time so we're not rushing towards the end because, you know, stuff shows up and other life gets in the way. And, you know, that, that this, these kind of things can happen. So uh, but we've got a little bit of time to do a really good job. And um, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be cool. I think people are going to like it. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely. Uh... It's gonna and be it's, different than a lot it's of. It's a big book. It's a company. big book, yeah. like it's like sixty-eight pages or something like. Yeah, that. it's gonna be a square bound. So that's a that's a big yeah. book. Actually, that makes me think. I wonder if I need to adjust my <laughs> sizing a little bit to allow for the spine. I never thought of that. You know what? I can make do. I got some bleed. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> that just makes sense. Thinking about that when um, you're mentioning because it's not flat, it's gonna be. You know, it's gonna square. have a little extra yeah. half inch or something like that of, of space that's gotta be. You know, it's got to be make sure it's scaled out properly. I think we'll be okay though. I've got a little bit of yeah. uh, issue fifty nothing with important like to get chopped off if I have to blow it up a little bit bigger. So, yeah. So, yeah. Danny, could you imagine when you started picking up that uh, IDW uh, TMNT number one back in probably two thousand eleven? Could you imagine you'd be working on a cover for uh, issue one forty seven? No, no, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, it's it's kind of a dream come true to be able to work on anything related to turtles. But uh, yeah, the working on the IDW series and I've, like I said, I've been a fan of it for so long that it, it's cool to be able to play any part in uh, doing anything for the series. Like uh, I told Mike before, like ever since it started, I've been buying an A and B cover of every <laughs> issue. So I mean, I've got. An a, I've got cover A and cover B, and then some of the variants for some of the issues. Uh, other than that, but for you know, a hundred and forty-seven issues. So, yeah. <laughs> My God, but look at that! You have your own variant. Look at the hands, like just the just if nothing else, <laughs> the hands that he did there with like the wraps and and all of that. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. Ah, it's awesome. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just sketching with a pen right now. I, think, I, think it's <laughs> I never really know what I'm doing until I see it. I, I I thought that was so cool. I like lost my concentration. I'm like, oh my god, look at that! So <laughs> I do no, that, have a I do have a question though. I do have another question for you guys. What you got? Yeah. Is there a possibility a last run in two? Of a last run in two? I wish, man. I'll be yeah, honest. Be I awesome. truly do wish that would have been fun. I I would have loved to have had a chance to draw. The, uh, the four new turtles in that capacity. I, I'm a little, I mean, I'll be honest. I was a little surprised that that no one was really interested in doing it. Because um, I, I, my covers um, for Ronan, the, the first series, were, were pretty popular, I thought. But um, I mean, I it was, it was just, just the way things go, I guess, sometimes. The industry's changed and there's, there's high costs involved and lots of risk involved. And so, unfortunately, no, I didn't get a taste of the uh, of the last Ronin two. I sure would have loved to have had a taste of that, though. And um, I love I love the designs, and I think there's great potential for those characters. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And um, yeah. you know, we'll see we'll see what happens with them for sure. But uh, yeah, no, unfortunately, 
unfortunately, no Ronin for us. Maybe there'll be something down the road, though. Who knows? You know, that uh, they seem to be yeah. able to take this this uh, property for a little bit of a lengthy ride right now. Uh, it's going I thought it was going to be an ongoing time. series, to be honest with you, instead of a, a mini. But, I um, think it could be, man. I yeah. think it could be, because you're going to have people, and this is a beautiful, this might be my most favorite thing about the Turtles fandom as a, as a whole culture, is that, you know, new fans jump on all the time. And, and, and that, 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 you know, that circle gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But for some people, uh, the last Ronin was their first taste of the turtles. Yeah. Now they may have already had turtles in their cells and in their, in the plastics they've consumed in a microcellular level, all their whole lives. And <laughs> they might have all kinds of, uh, they, you know, they might have all kinds of, uh, turtles just via osmosis in their blood already. It's a but, metaphysical, but <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it, but, but, you know, really when it, when it, yeah, it's for some people that last Ronin was either their return to comics or it was their first turtles. And I think, you know, the characters that are, you know, are first introduced. And if anyone carried on and followed through with the follow up series and then this new one, like, I don't know, man, I, I, it, it all seems like really good stuff to me. And uh, I love the character designs and I think there's lots of potential. I mean, look at the way the turtles have reached so far with all their product and all the different medium and all the different worlds that you know you can you can have turtles in video games and books and you know mm -hmm. your lunchbox everything. It's it's just a crazy gigantic thing, and uh, and I think you know while those new characters may never catch on like the originals will, I'm sure they won't. But they're still going to be for some people their preferred turtle. You know, culture and and you know things change, times change, and then people's taste change and i and i think that uh you know maybe the design of them maybe it, it is more representative in some ways of the the current what the current fans want or what the younger fans want maybe i don't know i'm an old fan it's hard for me to, to judge but um there seems to be enough to warrant all these new turtles and the last row and things coming and, and to keep on continuing and i think more turtles is always a good thing right so i, I agree yeah. i like turtles <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Mike, Mike kind of has this uh, World War Hulk uh, vibe going on with that shoulder pauldron. There. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah. When in doubt, just pauldron uh, it up. You know who? Uh, who do you think that is uh, with that? Because you're you're the artist. You're the one who gets to tell this story. Uh, oh yeah. In there. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just another mutant turtle. Who knows? There's okay. a, there's, there's a few, but uh, yeah, it could be. It could be a, a Venus. It could be a, a, a like Leonardo, a Leonardo cosplaying as Conan or something could, like that. That is sick, though. Could be your Kirby, that. right? <laughs> yeah, it could be Kirby. Sure, why not? You know, could, be, <laughs> could just be Venus from the uh, next mutation. Yeah. Ah, true, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's an interesting character too. She's uh, yeah. She's something. This new one's awesome. Bonnie, aka yeah. Venus. You know. Yeah. That definitely uh, subverted a lot of expectations uh, that people would have. They're like, oh, this is just a turtle. It'd be like, no, actually, she's you know part you know mutant frog, part turtle, all of this stuff mixed in together, and she has Donnie's old shell. What? What? <laughs> How does that work? And then people are like, oh, I hate this new series. I'm like, are you serious? Have you read it? This is crazy. Yeah. You know? Did uh, so did, yeah, so Donnie upgraded his Donnie upgraded his to his uh, shell, I guess, and gave one to gave one to Venus. Is that what's up? Or oh, there's a whole thing on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see, see, my wife when she crocheted like this blanket right here that I have. Yeah. It, it's turtle theme. So oh, nice. she wanted to stop, dude. 
so she wanted to include all the other turtle characters in here. So of course she did like Jenica and Venus, and I can't think of the pink. Uh, Lita. Yes. Yeah. So she oh. wanted to include all the turtles into this blanket here. Of course, you know the turtle shell brown, the light brown, and all that other stuff. But you know she wanted to include all the turtles in that you know that have been like that's in the comic books. You know Jenica's, you know Venus, all of them. So that's super cool. Yeah, my wife she crochets like this blanket right here. This big one is like almost like a king size and oh, it's wow. turtle themed. <laughs> And oh, I got like wow. a bunch of other ones that are turtle themed that she's crocheted for me, and it's absolutely insane. Like I got one that's like green and yellow with the brown around it, and it represents like the turtles' front show and green, you know. So oh, that's sweet, man. man look mm-hmm. at this. this this could be like the the Halloween cover, you know, like something. That's <laughs> that's that's so cool. Um, Maybe he's I, going I, to I wanted Comic-Con. to kind of bring us back here uh, just to kind of what we normally go into. And we, we've yet to uh, and we're coming up on the hour mark here. Uh, Danny, we haven't asked you about one of the very important things uh, on the show is uh, about pizza because we're big fans of pizza. We're Turtles fans and all that. So we, we like to ask, what's what are you putting on a pizza if you order it? What's your ideal toppings? Uh, wow. Lots <laughs> of meat. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got. Uh, a restaurant we've got a restaurant here in town that makes some really different uh pizzas and uh they've got they've got a few that they've got like a pulled pork pizza that's Ooh. pretty awesome and then they've got like a philly cheese steak uh and then they've got one that they call the 256 which is our uh area code but um <laughs> it's uh it's really good it's got uh chicken and bacon and uh yeah it's just so yeah pretty much for me it's uh lots of uh pepperoni bacon sausage whatever Eric, this sounds meat. like your pizza yes <laughs> yeah. I mean, bacon is part of my food group I mean, <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> you know i mean can't go wrong with bacon gravy chocolate covered bacon pizza i mean bacon pizza bacon wrap pizza i mean Bacon wrapped pizza. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You'll have to give me the recipe for that one. Bacon, no, I'm just joking. Bacon explosion. Oh. Now that oh, is. All right. No, that's my, my uh, first time at Granite. There's a restaurant in uh, New Hampshire in Manchester right there called the Goat, and uh, we went in there and they had uh, they had this one dish that was just called bucket of bacon, <laughs> and it was literally a bucket of bacon, like an iron bucket on the table. With bacon draped over around, like filling the whole the whole rim of the bucket is just oh bacon just draped in, and then a pile of bacon inside the bucket, and there was some kind of like I don't know sweet sauce of some kind dumped all over. Yeah. It. it was mayhem wow. and heart stopping, and uh, it wasn't bad, but it was uh, it was you know afterwards you kind of feel weird. Like I just ate a bucket of bacon. I mean, <laughs> what kind of man am I, am I really now? Like uh, I'm glad I shared that with friends, so I don't have to. Uh, Die with the shame alone, like uh, you it goes know. back to the ho- hotel room and uh, averts looking at directly into the mirror out of yeah, shame. This is it. <laughs> Must avoid all mirrors. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I used to I used to cut like ten pounds of bacon a day at the restaurant I used to work at in Pittsburgh. And I mean, like we used to have a big flat top, and it'd be completely covered in like bacon grease. That's pretty much how we get our flat top started for the burger place that I worked at. Wow. <laughs> Literally 10 pounds of bacon bits, and then we would go through it every single day. 
Wow, that's so, that's insane. That's a lot of bacon. Yeah, that is a lot of bacon. <laughs> yeah. But you just take some of the bacon off, put some cheddar cheese, and just eat it like a sandwich like that with some like truffle. I, I feel like I'm gonna know the answer to this question, Danny, but um just for posterity, we like to ask our guests this. Um pineapple on pizza or no pineapple on pizza? Yeah, I'm not a pineapple person on pizza or not on pizza. Like there's I one for you, Eric. Really care for pineapple. <laughs> okay, all right. That's that's very fair. It's very fair. Um, so while while Mike finishes up his sketch, I want to make sure that we uh, just uh, get a chance to tell people where to go to find your stuff. I do have links, uh, and they'll be provided in the uh, in the show notes. But I've got you at uh, Danny Harrell Art. And uh, Danny Harrell, bigcartel.com. And of course, uh, Mike Ruth is at Uncouth Ruth and uh, Mike Ruth at bigcartel.com. Any other places that you want folks to find you to uh, contact you or anything else like that? No, I mean, that's pretty much. uh, Go ahead, Danny. Yeah, Instagram. Instagram and then through Big Cartel or just dannyharrell.com, which is just going to it's going to send you to the big cartel side anyway. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, those, that's going to be the best places to, to get out with me. So we can uh, go there to find the uh, next issue. Issue three will be of, uh, of uh, rebel girls. And then uh, to get some, some news on when rebel girls four is coming out. sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Issue three is out. Uh, it came out a few weeks ago. Oh, uh, good. But uh, yeah, it's up on the, the site and then it's at keen spot shop. Dot com, I think is their website and uh, then at some online comic stores still have copies of it but uh, yeah and issue four will be out sometime probably this summer uh, as soon as we get finished and can send it to for the solicits it's usually three months after you send it to Diamond before the issue actually comes out that makes sense and uh, about ordering a uh, pre-ordering a copy of uh, 150 when it's all said and done, will that be the best way to go about it? Is to uh, go to your guys' websites? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And if you know me, uh, you know on Facebook or Instagram, you can message me that way as well. I don't mind. And you can also message me right through the shop or, or Danny. And yeah, we um, we both we we've got our prices matched as best as we can. Uh, just because Danny's in the states and I'm in Canada, but. Um, you know, people who want to want to save a little bit of shipping in the USA, they can get theirs from Danny and uh, people up here in Canada can get them from from me or, or vice versa or whatever works for you, you know. Um, and uh, but Danny's got awesome other stuff, other awesome stuff in his shop, like his, his other books. And, and we're going to have some more stuff soon. We're going to have a really something yeah. really special to show to show off. Uh, and it's in very, very limited supply. This thing, this next thing that you guys are going to see from us um is in very limited supply and uh it's going to be a very rare thing um i'm going to make sure i keep a copy myself because i don't think oh yeah long because uh i think it's going to be cool where we both kind of took ourselves by surprise by it and danny uh 100 did the color on this one um and uh it's uh it's really i think a special cover um really different something different i haven't i haven't done something like this it's a little bit different for me uh and uh you know, it's it's using characters that I've uh, I've always I've always liked that they've always kind of been around. Um, 
in my life in a way, uh, one way or another. So, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. That's great. And um, I would like to also uh, point out that Mike does have some awesome T-shirts available. You can see them currently on uh, Eric and myself. Uh, you can't see that if you're listening to the audio, but Eric and I are wearing – I'm wearing the black version of the T-shirt. He's got kind of like the uh, grayish charcoal version. It's yeah. uh, sort of a flaming, uh, I'd say, like barbarian head. That is uh, that is my character, Uncouth Ruth. That's my Uncouth character. Ruth, yeah. That's that's where it came from. That I added the beard as an afterthought uh, for that T-shirt, but uh, but that character design is one that I've been working with for uh, since about 1996, and it's a character that I started using like in wrestling video games and D and D games, and it was just a character that's kind of any place to build a character, I, I build that guy first, and. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've got a bunch of stories for him uh, to tell. And uh, um, eventually, you know, lots of stories ahead to do yet. But, That's awesome. Um, I, I, I loved this design and uh, the Kraken. I'm looking forward to when you oh. can restock the Raven. I'll be getting that one as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one should be stocked up again, I think, actually. And uh, and uh, yeah, we want to have some more T-shirts. My, my wife and I had a brilliant idea for a T-shirt yesterday just walking around and we, started, we both started laughing our heads off, and I don't want to spoil what it is because it's really funny. But we we thought it was funny. People might just be like, "What?" But uh, we're gonna make a T-shirt with that too, and uh, it'll be fun. We got a couple of cool ideas. I want to definitely. It was really cool yesterday because we were de debuting the 147 at that shop, but Erica was also debuting a bunch of her prints. Uh, oh, her cool! Because uh, my wife's like a brilliant illustrator as well as a jeweler and a designer and a copywriter and dancer and all these other things that she does but uh yeah her prints were uh, kind of a hit yesterday so um i'd like to do a variant cover with erica sometime actually i think erica would do a pretty yeah. neat take on the that would be awesome she actually did a variant cover for aftershock with me ages ago uh hmm. for the comic book it's a they only printed 75 copies of it too and it's super hard to find uh it was for the comic book uh way back way back it was a justin jordan comic and uh, I did a variant cover, and Erica did a super weird limited edition one. And she was like, eh, it was just a job, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a big deal. I spent 20 years trying to find work in comics, and she just walks in on her first day, does a cover, and it's like, yeah, her calendars are the best. Thank nice. you. I saw that comment. Yeah, her calendars are wicked. And she's honestly been up kind of sad this year because she, she's had so much work to do with her other stuff that she wasn't able to do calendars this year. And it's the first year she's missed in about five or six years. I know it bugs her, uh, but she's got a bunch of cool new designs in mind, and uh, and she's been doing these prints in the meantime. Uh, so you'll be able to go to her site pretty soon and get prints as well. Uh, they come little little matted prints. They're beautiful. They come a little mat, and they're all wrapped up nice, and some come with a poem. And, yeah, it's just going to be a really cool thing. We're, we're, we're branching out a little bit to try some to try some stuff with our with our art and, uh, and you know, be in control of our of our uh, of our situation a little bit better you know it's uh it's been a weird year we've had lots of cool jobs i've i've done i've had the opportunity to work on a lot of cool projects but the unfortunate side effect of being in this business is not everyone wants to pay you in any kind of expedient matter yeah and, and uh you know i'm i mean yeah i'm still waiting for for pay on things that i've i've done like you know months ago and it's it makes it a tricky tricky way to move forward but yeah, especially when you want to start doing variant covers and you're fronting all the time and cost yourself you know um i wouldn't be able to do these things without danny and uh i think uh i think we got some some pretty cool stuff that's uh people are gonna love coming out in, in the next little while I, I like working with him it's been going easy 
he makes my job of finishing our work and, and you know he, he brings a lot of life to what i do and i think uh i think it's a pretty good matchup of stuff so we got some stuff you guys there. you guys killed it on that 147 so i'm, Thanks, I'm looking man. forward to Thanks. the 150 yeah just saying well, i appreciate that man <laughs> thanks dude that's great. Um, thank you to the uh, listeners and commenters. I saw it on there. Last uh, ones were uh, just from Facebook user. Can't see who you are, but thank you very much. Hi. Sorry, sorry, we we can't see your name, but um, thanks everybody. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Make sure that you check out and support the artists that you like. Right. So you can check out their websites. I'll say them again. DannyHarrellArt.com. Uh, Danny Harrell um, at uh, dot BigCartel.com. UncouthRuth.com. Those uh, are on Instagram, and um, it's uh, what MikeRuth.BigCartel.com. So that's right. Yep. You you can check us out EpicTalesFromTheSewers.com to check out old episodes. If you like the Last Ronin, you can listen to our Last Ronin episode where we actually read through with voice characterizations. So no if you like, I yeah, that. If, yeah, absolutely. I do all the voices, so you can you can check that out. Eric and I, we talk about video games, we talk about pizza, all kinds of great stuff with uh, wonderful <laughs> guests like these two guys. Go back and check out those episodes, too. EpicTalesFromTheSewers.com um, Eric, you got anything to close us out here? No, it's always just a pleasure sitting down talking talking to our guests and all that stuff, you know, especially my buddy Mike Ruth and and newfound new buddy Danny over here, too. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, We gotta get Danny one of these shirts so he doesn't look yep. out of place. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe, maybe Danny and I have a couple of shirts. Uh, who knows? Granite's, uh, Granite's in September. Yep. And, yeah. Depending, and depending on how the next few months go with the different projects we have in mind, you know, you might see a little sneak peek of the thing that we're working on at Granite. And uh, if we're going to have a sneak peek, we might as well have some cool swag too. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out something. We're going to have some cool stuff at Granite. Granite might be one of the only shows, unfortunately, in the U.S. that I do next year. Uh, I might be doing Rose City in Oregon, in Oregon, oh, wow. Charlotte, Portland, Oregon. But uh, I will be uh, definitely be at Granite. Granite's one. I'm hoping Erica can come with me this time. Um, but but if she can't, we uh, you know we're we're still gonna. It's the 40th anniversary, man. It's, yeah. It's be, yeah. You know, I mean, just just getting to hang out for five or ten minutes with Steve Levine, Steve Levine, like was just so yeah. awesome. And then to have him walk Peter to my table. After the after everything it was just like I can't even tell you guys, man. It was hard to hard to uh, hard to see the edges of that. It was so awesome and big for me. Having a conversation about how him and Peter and um, uh, Ryan Brown and all that were playing "Mother" by Danzig with Steve singing it put a visual <laughs> into my head that I just and and now I'm like uh, I need to get this man a microphone. You know, oh, it's, it's like, oh man, that's the greatest. Awesome. That's, you know, that's it's awesome. like I never would have known that. I never would have had that experience if if we weren't, you know, like there doing it. And uh, I mean, I, I highly urge any listeners get to Granite State Comic Con in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, at uh, I think what the twenty fifth or twenty sixth or something of September or anything, twenty twenty four. Check it out. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, with that, we'll we'll let you go. Um, for all the listeners, we'll be back with a pizza recipe for everyone watching on YouTube. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you. See ya. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. 
bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. It's pizza time. And now, in a segment that we call Pizza Time, where we discuss any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or pizza-related food, I give you Pizza Time. And your Pizza Time of the day is Slice of the Action. Makes about four servings. Wait a minute. Pizza with no crust? This really must be more like a fruit salad with pizza attitude. You want to kick up the wow factor, throwing watermelon rounds on the grill for a few more minutes before topping. Ingredients. One large seedless watermelon fine sea salt, one half cup chopped unsalted pistachio nuts, one third cup fresh pomegranate arls, one cup fresh raspberries, balsamic vinegar, four te teaspoons of chopped fresh mint. Instructions. Cut four one inch rounds from the widest part of the watermelon. Reserve the rest of the watermelon for another use. Step two. Place the watermelon rounds on a large cutting board and season each with a small pinch of salt. Step three, top the pizzas with the pistachios, pomegranate, and raspberries, and then drizzle each with balsamic vinegar. Step four, finish with a sprinkle of mint. Slice and serve, dudes. And that is your pizza time of the day. Slice of the action. Cowabunga, dudes! Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, Mirage Studios, IDW Studios, Archie Comics, or Nickelodeon Studios. This podcast is a member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. Check out thedorkening.com for other podcasts. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper and Eric Will. This is the Generation Playlist Podcast, a podcast about music where we are your guides through a particular group or artist. We talk about the music, and then we make a customized playlist to share with you, our listeners. And you can check us out wherever you listen to podcasts and find our playlists on Spotify. It took me 10 years to make the perfect man cave. And then we took it over. And we made it into the multiversal chamber. 
then I started my own podcast. And we took that over too. And we're the co-host, the Multiverse Kids. Yeah, and I'm the dad, the geeky dad. And every week, we what? We review the movies, shows, and books. Games and toys. Yeah, and sometimes we even have a special guest. So, join us every week on the Geeky Dad Podcast. Greetings and Shabibans. We are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, a long-form bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. Well, that sounds good, but I don't know what all those words mean. I think what Parasite seems trying to say is that on Retro Reductopus, we explore a range of retro goodness, from toys, video games, and movies, to cartoons, and even snacks and school lunches. Oh. And we do it all with a positive spin, a slew of killer guests, and some <clears throat> very adult language. And you know what else is cool? No. This crazy show is part of the Dorking Podcast Network with new episodes every technical Tuesday. What's that? And if waiting two weeks for a new episode gives you a sad, know that we drop bonus episodes all the time, like the off-format Crow's Nest and an interview series we call The Brick. You can listen to Retro Octopus on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any app that's cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all the things that make growing up awesome.